wagwan peeps, it's venom, what you saying? Alongside my home slice, dammy to the zane. When she and I get together on the poddy, ask anybody, the vibes are insane. Join our family and feel free to come by. Be on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Yeah. New drop on the way every Monday at six. Tune in and come see what we unpick. <laughs> Hey, hello, hi, peeps. Welcome to Unpicked, a weekly podcast where we delve into the overlooked and underappreciated topics in our culture. Each week, we bring you unique and fascinating stories and opinions that you won't find anywhere else. Ow. Ow. I am here with my co-host, who's been making me laugh because I keep messing up. At all. She's not messing up. For like the last 10 minutes. No, I'm joking. I'm not, I'm not a serious girl today. But I'm here with my co-host, Venom. Hey, guys. Mm. My podcast, Bestie and that. I know. Today, we are going to be talking about something sticky. Something that can get us into a little bit of trouble. And we're not scared. Mm. Are we scared? I ain't scared. Yeah, you scared? I'm no. Scared. So there's a story about a Christian lady who's suing a school here in the UK for forcing her child to get involved in the LGBTQ uh, parade at the school so we're going to be talking about our thoughts and feelings around that it's about to get messy (coughs) y'all if you're new here welcome to the family don't forget to do all the you know all the typical stuff subscribe like the video if you're listening on our listening platforms like the video give us a five five star do all the things there do all all the things things there share this with like five of your friends and i'm joking no no i'm not joking joking. share it with five of your friends at all and do all all the things all the things um and if you're a returner thank you so much for continuously supporting us and i hope you also enjoy this episode so we're gonna go right in let's get unpicking So, yeah, yeah. game time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Game time. So yep. those of you that are new to the party, we like to start our episodes with an icebreaker. This season, we're playing a game called Game Time. Each week, we take it in turns to ask the other person a question. Ask the other person questions, right? This week, I'm the host. Five questions. You get multiple choice of three. The co-host with the highest score is the winner at the end of the season, and they get to pick something for the other person to do. Preferably something funny or embarrassing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As it stands, the scores are Venom is on eleven, and I, I am on seventeen. You all oh, know that eleven is a lucky oh, number. It's a magic number, and that. Oh, oh, you know what's funny? Yeah, he's supposed to be in the lead because we started the season with him starting the rounds, so he should be ahead. So this, so. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> I can't remember what round we're on, like but we're on to another round. Yeah, I can't six. even, re- I can't even remember at this point. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask the questions now. Are you ready? Man's ready. We're gonna see about that. Question one: mm-hmm. What year did Usher release the album Confessions? Oh, mercy. A, 2001, B, 2004, or C, 2006? Confession, yeah. 
Yeah, just when I thought I said all I could say, my chick on the side said she got one of my babies on my That's confessions. Man, I'm thrown and I, I don't know, know what to do. do. Alright, alright. You said 2000 and A, 2001, 2004. B, 2004, and C, 2006. 2004. That is correct. See it there. See it. I there. am proud of you. Mm. I am proud of you. This might be your week. Still, okay. Let me not. Let me not jinx it. Let me not jinx it. <laughs> Let me not jinx Feeling it. the vibes, okay. bro. At least I got the one. I can't go down. Get me? Got the one. I mean, you could stay on the one, but... Stay on the one, uh, but you know... Let's not talk about that like you have been there for the last two weeks. Question two. Can you... <laughs> I can't help it. At least stop for a shade. <laughs> At least you lot can see it, innit? At least you lot can see what I have to deal with. Do you know why I do it? I do it overtly. You do it on the sly. And I'll be editing the ep- episode and I'll be like, this guy... <laughs> <laughs> this guy in your presence that's all mm, okay well question two Kanye West once said they say you can rap about anything except for Jesus what did he say you can rap about I'll repeat the question they say you can rap about anything except for Jesus what did he say you can rap about yeah, because that was the next direct line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it A? Is it A, sex, guns, lies, videotape? Is it B, guns, sex, lies, videotape? Or is it C, lies, sex, guns, videotape? You say B one more time. Guns, sex, lies, videotape. And you say A one more time. Sex, guns, lies, videotape. <laughs> Maybe one more time. Gun, sex, lies, videotape. A. Sex, guns, lies, videotape. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying um, uh, that's the one I'm picking. You're picking A. Yeah. I'm sorry. The answer is B. Damn. It's guns, lies, sex. No, it's guns, sex, lies, videotape. Yeah. B. Sorry. That's fair. I mean, if it was me, you know, if it was me. Oh, please be quiet. Question three. <laughs> Blue Ivy won her first Grammy for best music video on which song? A, Brown Skin Girl, B, Blue, or C, Formation? And just so you know, she did feature in every in one of those videos. videos. Um, yeah. I... 100% cannot remember her in any of these. I don't watch the MTV Music Awards, so I'm just going to say Brown Skin Girl, but... Really? Yeah. Okay, good guess. It's right. Hey. Well done. Which Thank of Kendrick Lamar... <laughs> Question four. Which of Kendrick Lamar's album covers was in black and white? The Pimp a Butterfly. Okay, boom. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 That's my guy. <laughs> I, I tried to give you one. I thought, let me try and make it a little easy for yeah. you because I was feeling, was feeling a bit bad because you know. Well, we've got three points this week. We talk about. Yeah, you did all right. You know. You know what I mean? 
I gave you a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to say, yeah, I tried. Okay, question five. Mm. What year did 50 Cent release in the club? A, 2003, B, 2001, or C, 2005? You can find me in the club, bottle full of bug, my what you need. I'm in a having eye in a wicked love, so can't give me a. Yeah. Um, I'll give you the years again A, 2003 B, 2001 or C, 2005 okay. Go, 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 shawty It's your, your birthday. birthday You, damn That's close, isn't it? I'm going to say 2000 and yeah 2003 are you are you hitting up google over there no 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 do you know what it is because <laughs> you, you're looking down oh you're sorry no down. i'm looking are down in like, my mind like, my hands are uh-huh. like, wait, wait wait let me just just for the, the people there let me show you my phone is that my phone over here all right just so you know i ain't got two phones well i do actually have two phones but the other phone he, he had two phones i get i get the other phone to show you it's dead he using the word now. No, I'm joking. The answer is correct. Oh, no it was two. No <laughs> you proving? <laughs> 2003 is the correct answer. Yeah, yeah. Wow, Venom. I think this is the first time that you've got four out of five. Listen, what can I say? You know, what can I say? You know I why? Because I, I came through with the questions, guys. I came through with the questions. What I was going to do to him. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See it there? See it there? She just doing You know why? Do you know why? Because do you know why? Because he's always being strategic. He's he likes to do strategy. I come with pure hearted, like pure heart. He comes with strategy. Pure heart, you know. He gets, remember, remember she, remember she get, said gun, sex, lies, sex, gun, lies. Then he gets upset. Holla, holla. Then he gets upset. Then he gets upset. That I got the answer right. Talk about you're using, you're using God as spiritual. Because you're doing juju. I'm out I'm here. Doing, I'm out here using my brain. You're out here going. Oh. Lord, no, no, how can you? No, oh. first of all, the Lord is not Juju, the Lord is the Lord, okay? Okay, well, you're Let's okay, get that right. you're doing supernatural. I'm just doing natural. I don't do supernatural on purpose, God is just always on my side, okay? AKA, yeah, the Juju that was done in the past is now benefiting you, and you're not, you're not trying to. No, God is just no. I'm a child of God, mm. so God is always on my side. Even when I, even when I fail, even when I lose, I don't lose. Do you Mad. get it? Yeah. So, <laughs> Mad. that means you are on fifteen. See it there. And I am I'm on seventeen. But next Pressure. week, when we balance, when we balance the rounds now, <laughs> when we balance the rounds, we'll see what God did it. <laughs> we'll see what God. God. It's getting tight, does chair. Yeah, yeah. Pressure. It's getting mm-hmm. wetter. You did very well. I'm very Thank proud you. of you. I well felt done, it. So the tea, ladies and gentlemen, this is the section where we have a look and see what's in the cup from the. Uh, social media sphere the celebs world mm. so um yeah damn you got any tea in your cup i do have some tea so some videos have been circulating around tiktok yeah of mm. jay-z and beyonce beyonce supposed bodyguard x yeah supposed Suppo- oh yeah yeah my bad x bodyguard spilling the tea around some of the 
tea around Beyonce and Jay-Z. He made some very outlandish accusations. Accusations. Saying that... Accusations. Yeah. Saying that... um, Beyonce's on drugs, that they literally like use people to get to where they need to get to, that they cut people off the moment they say anything about them. Um, He made accusations around Blue Ivy and who her real father is. Mm. And I mean, I I think the timing is, I mean, now is the time to look for clout. For sure, for sure. Because Beyonce's tickets just came out. And everybody's sweating. Oh, can I just did you did you get you? did you get tickets? Can I just update you? Because uh, man's chest is high. My, my co you got my co-host was trying to tell so me you yeah, when man was in the queue. So you got tickets? That man's not going, <laughs> and that. All right. How much did you that's pay? The, that's, How much did you pay? That's the low. That, that's the low vibrations man was receiving in the DMs wow. when man was queuing, and that. Now you're sweating though. But. How much did you pay? But How much did you pay? We secured the thing. Well done. Congratulations. It wasn't even that much, you know. How much? I didn't even get like, I didn't get six, six, six tickets. You know, actually, I'll tell you my ticket story. It was going to be like, um, I think it was about 580 because I got four. Oh, that's so not bad. It was going to be about 580. Yeah, it wasn't at bad. All. But it didn't end up being them ones because the system did judge on me. Did it do to you so, what it did to me with Chris Brown? What, they kick you out mm. after you put in your Mm-mm-mm. card details? Error, error. Mm, I'm telling you, ticket masters. Especially when you go I through O2 Parry. Furious. Yeah. yeah. Furious. Because them tickets were good. <sighs> and then I got some next ones that weren't as good. And I was just like, well, well we've got tickets. We're going to be in the room, so. We'll be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. So she can do her black magic on man and all of that. But, I personally, yeah. I didn't even bother because you know me, I don't listen to Beyonce. And... I just wanted to she see She already tried. She already, I've seen Beyonce. All her other concerts, I, I was there. Every single that's other I'm one. I've, I've never gone. been. Yeah, yeah. I've never been. You so will, that's, that's you will, one thing I will say, her witchcraft aside, one thing I will say is that, <laughs> <laughs> one thing I will say is that um, she's an amazing performer. You are going to have, it's going to be one of the best concerts you've ever been to because Beyonce mm. knows how to bring it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But because she's already come to visit me in my sleep, I said I don't need to be there. Ah, because ah. what will happen? What will happen is I will be there, and then she'll spot me in the crowd because the she's crowd. already she'll come to you s- out. Yeah. Now, those of you that are new here, there is an episode. I can't remember where it was. Fifty six, fifty seven. I can't remember at this point. Yeah, it was only about two ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyonce tried to recruit me. Go and pre it because when you pre that, mm. you understand what I'm talking about. I do believe mm. in this so-called conspiracy theory that I think is true, that she's into witchcraft. I think it's obvious that she's gone from being the church girl, the, you know, singing in the church choir, praising God for everything, to this new being that just seems dark. There's a darkness around her. Whether you want to call her a witch or not, cannot be denied that. Her, her, energy, that wench. her energy has shifted. And I'm just saying that, me personally, I have a high, like... Um, radar. Yeah, I'm a sensitive. I'm oh, yeah. very sensitive to spirituality, and yeah, there was a turning point for me with Beyonce, and I just said, I, I cannot listen to Beyonce. So as much as it pains me to say that, I, I, I will not be there. Mm. I will not be there. The old me. Nah. It's funny because when the tickets when the tickets came out and people were like, I need to get these tickets. I was in my heart. I was thinking, hmm. Am I really gonna miss a Beyonce concert? Mm. But then 
the God's conviction in me was like, hell yeah, you're going to miss the concert. <laughs> I don't want her to be doing nah, that. I'm going to be prayed up, man. And then she looks out and she up. sees me. She sees me and she's like, Damn, don't worry. I'm going to, I'm going to bring like a, I'm going to, yeah, I know I'm going to do I'm going to get your face printed on a t-shirt. Big. No. So that I can be like, Beyonce. Do you know what's going to happen? That night, I won't be able to sleep. No, it's not funny. I need to remind her. I'm like, you're in the country. She's here. I know her. (laughs) Tell me what you want me to say to her. You know what she'll do? She'll just trance out in the concert and come and visit me in my house. Yeah, yeah. She'll be like, oh, I forgot about that one. I didn't get that one. (laughs) (laughs) You better not be in Tottenham that day, boy. I need to leave the country. (laughs) (laughs) But how much craft will I be no matter where I am? Listen, we gonna come to you, boy. (laughs) (laughs) She's coming. (laughs) You know who needs to do um what's his name? Oh Oh, that key key and peel, whichever one it is that makes them scary films. You need to do one with Beyonce. With the eyes, I've been drinking. I've been drinking, but she's singing, singing about blood, you know. Yeah, I can, I can make a horror movie ASAP. Listen, guys, I used to do television production, especially film studies. Uh, I can do this. And it's, ooh, I'm finished. <laughs> ooh. It'll, be so, it'll be so scary, you know. She'll be a sick vampire, <laughs> and then she just bites you. I've been drinking. I've been drinking. <laughs> She's not a vampire. She's a witch. Okay, so it's, it's going to be giving Hocus Pocus vibes. Mm. Oh, damn, yo. We're laughing, but anyway, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. <laughs> no weapon a... formed against me shall prosper, okay? All I'm saying is if she starts flying on a broomstick, I'm going to be sat on it behind her. I'm coming to visit no. you. Do you want to see it? <laughs> Do you know what? Low key, I want you to be there so you can, so that you can confirm. <laughs> so you can. <laughs> I would be screaming, screaming, screaming. Uh, that would be that. I'd be like, oh, Vanna, what are you doing here? What you doing? <laughs> I'd be like, listen, I'm flying, so you know what's about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? That's funny. And the funny thing is, because she's a witch, yeah, I'll see her. I'll see you before I see her before she appears. Oh, yeah, is it like that? Yes. I don't know how witches be doing it. Yeah, I know how she be doing it. And she on mm. something, I'm telling you. She on something. But yeah, I don't know if I believe this guy. There's been a lot of, like, talks around Beyonce mm. and Jay-Z. There was Jaguar, Jaguar Wright as well. She's a songwriter um, who also was, like, spilling some tea or exposing them as well as other people in the industry, um, which sounded similar to what this guy was saying. but. I just think now is the time for people to be talking about it because there's tickets coming out and there's an album and so... And a tour. Well, to be fair, the the only point that I didn't really... The only point he made that I was like, hmm, was the Blue Ivy not being Jay-Z's I said, I said, now you... I said, you's a liar. I said, you's a liar. Because she looks like Jay-Z. If he said that weren't Beyonce's child, I believe it. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Because I'm like, what are you talking about? That is little she, Jay-Z. In conclusion, this ex-bodyguard has been talking. Don't know if he's going to survive because as we already, as I've already said, I do believe Beyonce is a witch because of my own personal interaction, not because of what I've seen on social media. But I don't actually believe what he's saying. 
And I think he's going to get himself into trouble. Because if you were an ex-bodyguard, I'm pretty sure you would have signed some NDAs. And if you're risking your life to be talking, I suggest you shut up. Because this is Warlock Jay-Z and witchcraft um, Beyonce that you're dealing with. It's not easy in these streets, okay? Wow. Just be careful. Giving them um, <clears throat> dungeon, dungeon and Dragons classes and that. That's jokes. All right. <laughs> That's jokes. What's in your cup, Venom? <laughs> What's in my cup? Oh, snap. Right. There was a video from a podcast. I don't know what the podcast is, the source. Yeah. But it was an interview with Ardy, mm. the uh, rapper from the UK. Mm. Have you seen the state of our body? Drill rapper, yeah. Essentially, he was saying... Is he the one that did Adiola want to roll with a geezer? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And in this um, <laughs> interview, he was saying something along the lines of, of people accusing him of only being successful because he's white. And is that, like, they were challenging him, like, how do you feel about that, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Which confused me a little. He, he made valid points about why that's not the case. Mm. But it's always the case if you're white, because... It's rap. His, Everyone else is black. His point was that it's an urban industry and it's hard to break into an urban industry as an artist if you're white mm -hmm. because it's mainly saturated with black people. Yeah, and he said you have to get acceptance. From you need the to get urban you have community. to get acceptance from the urban community, and I actually agree. No, do you know why that's cap? Because there's no such thing as an urban community. There's just black people other ethnicities, and then there's white people. I don't agree. I do think there's an urban community. There's not an urban community. There is. There's no, there's no white people that shun white artists simply because they're white. Doesn't happen. I hear you. No one goes, there is, oh, yeah, like... Mm, there is an not. urban community. There is an urban community. There is a black culture. It is, a black culture and an urban community are not the same thing. Uh, I, so what's I, an urban community? I think, I think urban, in terms of like... If you want to play semantics, back in mm -hmm. the day, urban was considered as black. Urban community in the music industry was black music. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Since then, we don't really use the term urban anymore. Now with them, it turned into black culture. After black culture, we just dropped black and called it culture. Mm -hmm. Like we just call it culture, but we both know we're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. black culture, right? Of course. Okay. Of course. So yes, there is an urban community in, in the sense of in the music industry, there's black music. If you like, there's black music, there's pop, there's, we know, if mm -hmm, I said to you mm -hmm. black music, you know what I'm talking about. You know that I'm talking of about course, drill, da, 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 da. right. So what he's trying to say is as a white man trying to break mm -hmm. into that industry, he has mm -hmm. to be accepted by the people that listen to that music. The most of the people that listen to that music are black people or Asian people, no. ethnic minorities. Yes. They're not, they're not, they're not. There's not that many, white people started listening to it when it became mainstream. Yeah, but the, remember, but the thing is, uh, remember, the success is mainstream success. The success, it, okay, okay. This is the reason why I agree with him. Let me explain, yeah? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we know that the music industry is owned by the fat cats. The fat cats, when I say that, I'm talking about old, white, they might be fat or not, men. They own the music mm -hmm. industry. They're mm -hmm. the ones that decide who's going to go here and go there. Da, da, da. They're the ones that make money off any, everyone and every, anyone in the music mm -hmm. industry. Okay. Yeah. So the point that, the point that 
he has been able to like make it is because they would have been fronting him because he's one of them. He's white, like yeah, them. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that that is not true. Two things can be true at once. So I agree with that. But I also mm-hmm. agree that in order for his music career to pop off like that, he did need to get the sign off from us. The people that listen to Drill the most, when you think about where Drill comes from, when you think about yeah. where, that the, the we know the evolution of Drill because we're from an from a generation who were who were listening to um, So Solid Crew and all their yeah, man yeah, yeah. back in the day, mm-hmm. and then we know now we see where it is today, right? Right. We know that that most of the artists from back then till now, majority of them were black. We hardly mm-hmm. saw Asian, we hardly saw white people in that space. Most yeah. of us that were listening to that music were black people. Hence why he said he needed to get the buy-in from the urban community, us that yeah, listen to it. That's the, it's part, only, that's the part. That's it's the only, part. It's only more recently when you're starting to see more white artists in there that you're seeing more white people listening to it. So, you know, from Jungle Days, from Garage Days, whichever section. Yeah. yeah. The culture is led by the minority, which is the black people. Yeah. We're the people who listen to it. Mm-hmm. We're the people who invigorate it with energy, That's et cetera, right. et cetera. Yep. But we only make up 6% of this country's population. And of that 6%, who knows what the percentage is that actually listens to drill, listens to grime, et cetera, et cetera. There is a massive listener base outside of our uh, demographic being black and a part of the scene mm. who simply just listen and enjoy it and they don't partake because they're not a part of the culture. If literally only 1% of the rest of the country listen to grime, mm-hmm. that's much more than like 3% of us listening to it. Like all black but my point, is, my point is that in this country, grime, drill and all that is not the leading music genre of... No, no, this, no, I know. Okay, so you bringing in the, the um, nation's population is no, irrelevant. No, no, because hold what on, I'm... Hold no, 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 let me, let me, let me, I, heard, I heard what you said and I understand okay. you, but um, what I'm trying to get, get you to understand is that mm-hmm. that is our music. And RD, yeah, and, the proof, and the proof is in the pudding. RD didn't actually blow until he started dropping... Adiola, I want to roll with a geezer. That's when people really knew who RD was. No one, like people, people outside of the culture that don't really mm. listen to grime, but sometimes listen to grime or whatever. They, most of us didn't know who RD was until he got the buy-in from black people when he started doing Adiola, I want to roll with a geezer. That's the point he's trying to make. So he could have, he could, he is white. And because he is white, Yes, mm-hmm. they probably put more funding behind him and et cetera than they would do a black person because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. But in that genre, that isn't the biggest genre, by the way. It's not the genre that is leading. Pop mm-hmm. goes before anything else worldwide, yeah, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We are the ones that fund, listen to, subscribe to that. More, you said it yourself. We are the ones that drive that music genre so he did need to get our buy-in in order for him to get anywhere yeah we drive it so uh, that's why we don't drive that's why, it financially no we don't no we don't have to drive it financially he needs to get popular with us this is the thing that i need this is the thing that well this is what i believe anyway i think that mm-hmm. black people we drive everything <laughs> mm-hmm. no cap yeah. we drive fashion what we find fashionable next thing you know all it takes is for a white person or someone else to copy it and then it blows. Trends, same mm-hmm. thing. Um, um, hairstyles, body type, 
music, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. We start mm-hmm. it, then someone else comes along that's not our, from our culture, takes it off and it blows. Two things can be true at once. Yes, he does get more financial backing because of his colour. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, we think. Um, but at the same time, without us driving um, his music forward and making it trendy and and giving our stamp of approval that, yeah, Adiola, I want to roll the geezer. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. if, if we didn't do that, he wouldn't be where he is today. No, no, There's no, no matter yeah, how no, no, much, no matter course, how much course. financial backing, mm-hmm. no matter how much financial backing he has, if we didn't give the cosign, that, yeah, yeah. we approve of yeah, him in of our course, culture, in our, you know what I mean? He wouldn't be where he is. So I agree with him in that, with, with that, not that I agree with him. No, I do agree. I agree and understand his argument in that it's more than me just getting financial backing. There's more to it than that. I still of have course. to get you lot to to like yeah, me. But if you lot don't like me, all of that part. is null and void. That part's the easier part. Because if you put it, put it this way, if you say all rappers in the UK are like, or all the ones that we know are on the same level in terms of ability, yeah? Mm-hmm. So then no one's that good. They're all the same level, yeah? Then yeah, yeah. he has a, a, a great difference in terms of his USP because he looks mm. completely different to all of them. So immediately he's noticeable. Mm. That's one. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Mm-hmm. Then you take someone who's established like Russ, like um Tion Wayne, who have mm-hmm. grafted, who have who who in reality are even better than they seem because mm-hmm. they look like everyone else who raps but managed mm. to actually stand out above everyone else. Mm. And then they mm. just give that guy a cosign, which is paid for by his label, which the financial backing that he has. Mm-hmm. Very easy to convince people when you use their um, ability, which has been mm. tried and tested and proven, to mm. now use the, this one who stands out clearly amongst the I, average, even though he may be average. I hear all of that, but my only, challenge, my, my only challenge with that is, mm-hmm. I don't like the idea of reducing his success down to the fact that he's white. I don't like that. I'm we not like we. You are kind of. You're saying you're, you're basically saying he's average, but he only made it because he's white because he stands out. No, how about mm. his bars on that track were lit, and that's why we were oh, like, no, yeah, nah. bars on that track. That's why we were like, I listened to him before that track. I listened to him before that track. Right. So we 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 already gave the cosign that no, nah, this guy. He 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 does his thing. He's white, but he does his thing. Do you mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We he needed to get that buy-in from us in the first place. If we didn't like him, they can put all the money they want to put into it. But we drive. That's what I was trying to say. That we drive. That we are the ones that carry the popularity of that genre. Whatever we like, they'll be like, okay, they like that. That's popping. Cool. Then you get a white person to come and do it. But like, yeah, I do. I, I I get the argument that the community had or that was presented to Ardi from the podcasters um, in that episode. Mm. But I also kind of can see why. And I, I understand where Ardi is coming from when he says, no, I had to get the buy-in from you lot. If I didn't get that buy-in, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I kind of like that he attributed his success to us. That's the right answer. Mm. If I was his um, PA, P. PR agent, yeah. If I was his PR agent, that's what I'll be telling him. That's the kind of answers you need to give, because oh, yeah, sure, you need you to let that. you need to <laughs> you let the community that. you need to let the community know that it's the community that helps you. <laughs> they receive they receive that kind of training, and also yeah, like you need like it. One so, of one of the world's biggest porn stars, like uh, quoted his, um, you know, had a viral clip off of that bar. So. Mm. That helps a lot. And then you and then well. and then you had and then in the community, like Adiola Patron, in terms of the from the women's side, black women's side, is one of the 
bigger like social media influencers for mm. coming out of the UK. Mm. She's known a lot of like the black youth in terms of the women. We know who she is and we like her. She's the, she's one of the goats, if you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. So it made sense that he now collabed with her. She's now in the music video doing up his his chick. Listen, it was going to blow. There was no way mm-hmm. it was going to blow, but he needed us to help him do that. Yeah, I but it's genuinely it's engineered. I agree I with him that on he that. Needed us. But yeah. He needed us. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. everything was engineered so that he got us. Hence why I it's, said two things can be true like at once. A, so let's go. It's not a fluke or you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. And that's balance. why I said yeah. that's why I'm say, that's why I'm saying that two things can be true at once. And I think the more we try and say that somebody's talent or, or Caucasian's talent or their success is down to their colour, the more that we reduce our impact in their mm-hmm. career. And I don't like that. That's why I'm arguing it so passionately that no 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 it's not just I'm not gonna lie to you guys because I know that we get robbed all the time but we allow that to happen without us most of these things wouldn't happen and Mm -hmm. we need to we need to put enough weight on that and stop just attributing it to oh yeah because you're white and more people are putting more money towards it no the problem is is that black people we love we love to make we like to put other communities on a pedestal the moment they're able to imitate us in a good way or do something Mm, that we mm -hmm. can do just as good as us and that's my problem we don't we like to talk down on our own people but we like to uplift everybody else that's our problem if we didn't do that most of these things wouldn't be happening like you wouldn't be seeing um artists pop off the moment they start collaborating with a white artist or with a popular white artist you wouldn't see that you wouldn't see that. Like Wizkid popped off, but then he popped off even more the moment he collaborated with, with Justin Bieber. That's not right. Wizkid is a, he is like the king of Afrobeats, one of the kings of Afrobeats in his own right. He doesn't need Justin Bieber to do that. But because mm. we love to put people on a pedestal and we like to promote them because they sang our music the way we would, and they did it seamlessly because they were able to imitate us so well, we put them up here. And that's not right. We should be putting our mm. own people up there. Mm, mm. So it's us. That's why I agree with him. That's why I said, yeah, two things can be true at once. Have you seen? So those of you that are new here, this is a section where we pick out something that we've seen on the social medias that we mm. thought was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we banter about it and sometimes we have a little discussion. And I'll go first. Renan, okay. have you seen, in the spirit of uh, Beyonce Carter bringing out um, concert tickets, there was a viral text message conversation or WhatsApp conversation that went around on the socials this week. Mm or last week, by the time you lot see this, which I thought was kind of interesting. Now, disclaimer, I heard since then that it might have been staged, it might have been fake conversation just to get viral for clout, which I I can believe because this day and age, everybody, everyone's looking for clout, so I can imagine it. But I just wanted to um, read the conversation to you. So Mm -hmm. supposedly it's between a man and woman in a relationship, they are a Sorry, they are engaged. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, fiance, wifey, bae, wifey messages hubby and goes, babe, he's like, yeah, babe. She's like, I love you. He's like, I love you too. What's going on? <laughs> he away. He away. He away. I love you out of the blue. Okay. She goes, babe, I really want to go to the Bay concert. It's in July and pre-sale for the tickets is the second, no, it's, oh, this is American. So it would be February the 16th. 
you don't have to get me a Valentine's Day gift or a birthday gift. I just want to see Beyonce, please. <laughs> so she sends him a screenshot of the deets and then he goes, come on now, we agreed to not spend money on entertainment until we save enough for our house. Mm-hmm. We've been saving 10 months. Can't do it, babe. Sorry. She goes, I'm begging you. She doesn't do concerts often. This is a once in a lifetime thing. This would really make me happy, babe. Please. He goes, you told me last year an engagement would really make you happy. I did that. Then you said a house would really make you happy. We made a deal to not waste money on stuff like that. Her tickets start at $600 for nosebleed without taxes and fees. We can't do it. Once we get this house, we can have fun. Stay focused, babe. She goes, so it's a no. When the tickets go on sale, you won't last... Hold on, let me read that again. She goes, so it's a no. When the tickets go on sale, they won't last long. She will be sold out in hours. I'm begging and you're still saying no, question mark. He goes, no, stay on course, babe. We will talk about this later. I love you, kisses. And then she goes, wait, some of that money is mine. Mm. Some of that money is mine though. I gave you at least £1,000 towards the house fund. Please give me my money and I'll pay it back later. He goes, are you serious tell me you're joking she goes no i'm very serious when can i pick it up and then he goes you're telling me beyonce is more important than our dream house we've been saving for 10 months you contributed 710 dollars to the fund the rest is me you promised to be respo- you promised to be responsible she replies i want my money he goes okay i'll withdraw it today and you can pick up the engagement is off i need a break so she replies, what? So you're breaking up with me for asking for my money, capital letters. Mm-hmm. Fine. Text me when I can pick it up. Bye. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this conversation? I think 100%. I'm, I'm 100% with the dude. I'm 100% I'm... with the dude because there's why? no why, why? way. So <laughs> this, is the, this is the thing. And this is, this is um, and we ain't going to get into it, but this is part of my issue with, with modern feminism is that it it confuses household dynamics and in a household mm. somebody has to lead typically mm. that has been the man typically mm-hmm. i know mm-hmm. a lot of women mm-hmm. would like to lead now that's fine if that's what's agreed in your household but it's clear mm-hmm. from this message that the man is the person who's leading that family mm. she's asked for engagement she's asked for these securities in life whatever he's trying to provide that when you mm. start a mission especially as a, as a man, when you start a mission, you only undertake missions that you feel like you will succeed in or that mm. you have visualized the end goal, you're working towards an end goal. Yeah. So that tunnel vision, I've got that. I understand what that looks like. So you can't then come to a person like that 10 months in. I don't know how long this journey is, but I'm imagining this years, you know, you're saving yeah, for a house. house. Especially yeah. if she's only contributed £710, assuming she's working since they're not living together. Um, mm. It's not like they got bare money that they're saving. So if he's saying £600 is, you know what I mean, a thing, or if you times that by two, £1,200 mm. is, is a dent to their savings, mm. then clearly the savings are going to be lasting a while. So, um, mm. yeah, you can't... If people ain't got the resolve to to see things through to the end and also to stick to what they say, then yeah. I, I'm with him, boy. I'm like, look, because he's lucky. He's lucky that it's before they marry because now he has 
had a very good insight into this. What are you doing? Like you're not sticking to the plan. Yeah, I had a few issues with this girl. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, remember I said it might not be real. Okay, Mm. I'm just put that out there. But we're going to talk about it as if it is. My issue, there's a few issues there. I feel like she is an image babe. Mm. She's one of those girls that's about image and that might not necessarily know what it takes to sustain an actual committed relationship where you've got goals. And the reason why I say that is because... The the reason why I say that is because that bit where he was like, you you said that an engagement will make you happy. And I did that. Mm. You said that a house would make you happy. And and I've agreed to start saving. Mm -hmm. I've done that, yeah. So it's giving... Oh, I just want to have... And then now, because everyone else is getting tickets, because her argument is the tickets are going to sell out. She doesn't do tickets often, please. Like, Mm. you know. And it's giving because everyone else. Mm. That's what it's giving me. Also, right at the start, you could tell the manipulation. Oh, yeah. Straight. uh, I love you, babe. Mm -hmm. Really? Love her eyes. Okay. That's why he was like, what's up? He knew. He just knew straight away. Yeah, like, what's up? What's up? I didn't like the switch up. So the moment he said no, all of a sudden, what was ours is now mine. Red flag. Didn't like the, um, yeah, that one is the biggest red flag to me. Like you, we, we are saving, the money is ours. Mm-hmm. And then because you want something, and remember the, the tickets are like $600. You want to take $600 out of the 710. Is, is it that deep to go to Beyonce? Now, it's giving my priorities are not the same. I'm reckless with my money. Some people in the comments were like, oh my God, how have you only saved $710 in 10 months? I don't want to speak on that because I don't know what she's earning. I don't know what her living situation. Yeah, yeah, I don't know man. what her circumstances I don't want to speak on that. Like that's 710. It's not easy to save, especially in this cause live. If you have economy. 710, you have 710 more than nothing. You've got 710 more than <laughs> so... nothing. So I'm not going to, I'm not even going to talk about that. Mm. But it's like, it's giving, I don't know. I don't have priorities. I want things, but I don't have the right priorities to get them. And I think that mm. things should just fall at my feet. And I didn't, I didn't like that. Now I know that flip side of that, some women will say, yeah, but you know, it's be- get why she wants to go. It's Beyonce. Mm. She's a fan. She doesn't do concerts often. You know, it's her money. You should just, you know, and might not like the ultimatum, but it just goes to show that they're not on the same page. And yeah, you're right. It's good that you saw it now because God forbid you married the woman. Mm. Something happens in the house that you two bought together and she's telling you, actually, I bought that. That's mine. Give it, you know, it's yeah, not, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So he dodged the bullet there. So Smokey Robinson, the mm-hmm. old school singer, um, mm-hmm. this guy's old now. I think he might even be like 70 years old, but he releasing an album soon if it's not out by now. And mm-hmm. the track list for the like, pre-sale, the track list went online. Listen yeah. to these titles. That's all I got to say. I only picked out some of them. Okay. But track one, mm. Gasms. Okay, not too bad. You know what I mean? That's too bad. A 71-year-old singing about Gasms. Listen, them old, them old lot, yeah, they'd be getting it in. I don't, I don't know think what... that is the age. I don't know what track number this is, but another track. Mm. Roll Around. Wow, great. Another track. You Fill mm-hmm. Me Up. I said, fill up what? Another track, I fit in there. God damn. 
listen, you know, but you know, back in the day, yeah, back in the day, they, our grandparents and great grandparents, they really knew what they knew what was up. They knew how to. We Freaky. think we think because we're twerking and we're dressing half naked that we know what sexy is. Them lot know. Now nah, they knew what sexy is. We we they we had know the what game. nasty is. We know. Yeah, we, we know. know what we we know what nasty and vulgar is. Yeah. They be, know what sexy they, they were is. out here making smooth love and doing up um, foreplay like with the music and the candle. Let me tell the... you, let me tell you. And their lyrics were dirty. Like, I remember when I was like 10, getting ready for school. This memory, it's like a key memory. It will never leave me. Mm. Getting ready for school. And mom and dad used to play Marvin Gaye. So I learned all the lyrics. Mm. Naturally. And yeah, getting ready for school. And I was singing Sexual Healing. And I was really singing sexual mm-hmm. healing. All the runs, all the, yeah. all the ad-libs, and everything. I get that feeling. Oh, sexual healing. Sexual <laughs> healing. How old was you these times? It's good for me, sexual mm. healing is something that's good for me. I was singing it with, you know. Good and my mum was like, I was 10, I was 10. 10. That was your question. And my mum just came behind me and said, sexual what? <laughs> what do you know about sexual healing? I said, whoa, whoa, hola, hola, yeah. hola. <laughs> You've been playing this music around me. And to me, it's just words. At, it's at just the time, words. at the time, mm. because it was slow, it was like the sa- the song sounded homely. Do you know what mm, I mean? Mm, it sounded mm, so I didn't know it was giving when to become one. Do you know what I mean? Like it was giving, it was giving that, yeah. So, you know, it was giving softly, softly. If they were doing now, make it drop, make it clap for and this whack, whack. Yeah, yeah. Different. I think then I would have been oh, okay, these guys are booty shaking. It's obvious. This one I can't sing in front of my parents. But because it was slow, smooth, and you know, same thing with like mm-hmm. Luther Vandross songs and stuff, mm-hmm. I used to be mm, those were a bit of me. But if you listen to the lyrics now, if no, you look I know at the they be now, do, I know they be doing bits. They were doing bits. I'm not surprised. He's from that era. If you've made it this far, you've made it to the main topic. This is the actual thing that we're going to unpick. And I have a story for you guys. And we're going to just talk about how we feel about it. So there was a Christian mother. Her name was Izzy Montagu. Oh, I think it was Montague, yeah. Is he, is he Montague or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. She has a four-year-old son. He goes to a school in um, South Norwood, which is in South London, here in the UK. Um, she told her son that he would not be taking part in the Pride March that the school was holding, and the head teacher from said school, I won't say the name of the school, refused the request mm-hmm. to allow her to pull her child out of it, and that led to her taking matters to court. She sued the school on the grounds of direct and indirect discrimination, victimization, and breach of statutory duty under the Education Act 1996 and the Human Rights Act 1998. It was an LGBTQ parade, and she just didn't want her child to be part of that. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so from the perspective of the... Actually, let me just... <laughs> this mum is a Christian mum. Yes, she is. Any anybody with any type of religious belief should have their beliefs respected. She's yeah. a Christian mom. She's raising Christian children, so mm-hmm. she wants them to abide by the laws of her religion. Yeah, 
religion which is not in favor of um the lgbtq community so by that measure if she consciously and actively wishes to speak to the school to remove her children from said practice i don't see anything wrong with that i think it's not favorable mm. for the school mm. or for the child because they're going to be in a world where you know there's going to be people from that community in every aspect of their life it's it's normal now it's not criminalized now and it's mm. pretty much global but if that is the wish of the parent i don't understand why anybody else thinks they have a right higher than the parent if the parent is not breaking the law and doing something untowards mm. towards the child is my initial opinion mm. i think here it's a it's mm, i agree with everything you said I think here, the, you know, back in the day, if you were going to get sex education Mm -hmm. lessons in primary school, they would write to your parents and ask your parents if they consent to you having that class. Yeah. So you might have been told that, yeah, there's something that, you know, that, you know, you might have been taught about reproductive, the reproduction system, the reproductive system, Mm -hmm. but you wouldn't have necessarily been taught or been privy to learning the intricacies of sex the same way that someone who was given consent to those lessons would have been given. Mm. And they, I think they don't do that anymore. I think now everyone just gets a sex education class. And the argument back then was, well, if you um, hide this, this stuff from the kids, they're going to go away anyway and learn it from their peers and experiment. And, you know, they Mm. won't get the right information. And the reason why I bring this up is because I feel like, since that sort of decision that was made that, you know what, we don't need to ask parents for consent around what we teach their kids was taken away. Mm. It gave rise to the education system just deciding to do whatever they like. And all in the name of, we don't want them to learn from each other. So we're going to teach them so that we can be in control of what they are taught. My issue with that is no matter how much you teach, you taught us being a child from, um, who did have get consent and I was listen, I I was sneaky in getting my consent from my parents to get my sex education classes back then. I'll go into the story another time, unless you guys really want it. But um I whether I'd gone to those classes or not, I heard a lot from my friends, I heard mm-hmm. a lot from my peers anyway. And it's funny because I feel like most more times children don't listen to adults anyway when you're a certain age you more time listen to your peers than your than the adults because you believe that the adults are not telling you the whole truth and they're trying to hide something from you which they usually are which they usually are and you tend to listen to your peers because you think they're cool and you want to be in with the crowd and whatever whatever so no matter what no matter how much they try and teach things in schools and whatever whatever and so forth the kids are going to talk and they're more time going to listen to their peers because at that age they have more respect for what their peers have to say than what they've than what Mm -hmm. the school has to say right my Parents depends on the type of relationship the child has with their parent, but school more time they're going to listen to their fr- their peers before they listen to teachers and whatever and so forth because that's how it is at that age for most kids. My thing about this is okay. I'm a uh, Christian woman. If you're new here, now you know. Those of you that have been here before, you know what I'm. You know that about me already. 
I believe that sin is a sin is a sin. So if you're having sex before marriage, you are sinning the same way that someone is um, sinning if they are involved in sexual activities that the Bible has listed as ungodly or taboo, Mm -hmm. if you want to call it that. So... For that reason, I don't believe that the Christian community should be looking down on anyone from anywhere else because none of us are perfect. The only um, perfect being is God and none of us are that. So therefore, who am I to say that your sin is worse than mine and who am I to shun you for whatever you're getting involved in? Mm -hmm. All I can do and what the Bible says I should do is just pour love onto you and tell you about what God's teachings are and you take it, whether you take it or not, that is on you. That is my job. That is my way of showing you love. My way of showing you love is not to shun you, ostracize you, make you feel bad, condemn you for those things. The reason why I say that is because I want to make that very clear that it's not the Christian way to do that. So for me, if schools want to teach about LGBTQ, want to hold an LGBTQ pride um, show um, parade or whatever, yeah, do that. Fine. It's okay. Because in the society that we live in today, there are people, like there's loads of people in the LGBTQ community and it's, it's, it makes sense to teach that to the kids. My thing is, I think they need to bring back giving parents consent to certain things. But the reasoning behind why the parent is not given consent needs to be considered. If it's, I don't like that teaching, I don't like that community, I am a prejudice against that community, mm-hmm. that shouldn't be enough reason. If it's, it actually goes against our culture or it goes against our religion for my child to take part in such a thing then that's fair enough which is you know what this woman is trying to argue so yeah I think um it'll be interesting to see what the courts say about this if the courts are in favor of the school then I'd be more inclined to start to believe that there is more of a forceful agenda at play in that In that they're trying to, <laughs> in that they're trying to make it, like trying to force it on everyone. I, I mm, uh, yeah, it's hard because I don't like the idea of like um, unisex toilets. I don't like the idea of unisex toilets as an for adult adults, or for children. For adults in at work, let, for adults period, let alone for children, um, as a woman. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I mean it's obvious, but. Women, a biological woman, understands the dangers around men being in their space where their private parts can be on display or is open. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. So as a woman, knowing the dangers around that, I don't agree with unisex toilets. But more and more schools are trying to implement that kind of stuff because they want to make people that are, for example, transgender are more comfortable or people who are gender neutral more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So... It kind of it's kind of in vain with that conversation around how much do we give mm-hmm. in order to be accommodating to everyone. And at that point, if you're giving so much to be accommodating to everyone, someone is gonna end up being ostracized yeah, or lose yeah. out. 
it's not possible to you can't be accommodate everybody. Yeah, you can't accommodate everybody. in the sexual in the terms of the sexuality this sexuality gender conversation. It's like actually I'm starting to believe it's impossible to be so inclusive to everyone. Someone's gonna lose. And yeah. I actually think that the people that are losing right now are women. It's girls. Girls, biological girls and women are losing out when we talk about this whole like gender, sexuality, inclusivity thing that we're in mm-hmm, at the mm-hmm, moment. Mm-hmm. I've gone all which ways in this conversation. But essentially what I'm saying is I do think that she's okay. I think it's fine for her to do that. She has every right as a Christian woman to say, in me and my household, we we serve the Lord. We don't, I don't want to open my kids to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a parade is really going to mean that you're sinning, to be honest, like going to the parade or your child going to, it just means that they get to, they, they become exposed to seeing these things, yeah. but they probably mm-hmm. would have been exposed to it anyway. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do agree that the parents should have I a right to say, actually, I'm not comfortable with, with I think my she child. She just didn't being want her child, that. yeah, taking part. So, as in, they mm. were able to be present, but she didn't want them marching, maybe. I don't know. I don't really know. I don't what know it, the details. I don't know the details. Yeah. But yeah, my, yeah. I guess my view is, and I did highlight, obviously, that it said that she was a Christian woman. So, that the mm. assumption is that it's because of her religious belief. However, mm. I don't see the. How can I word this? I don't see a problem with parents, regardless, having a stance on things that they want their kids to do and not do. Like it, I to do. Me, if it's going to me, be discri- it if it's going to be discriminatory, I I absolutely. No, the reason the reason why I say that is because religion is not doesn't supersede personal decisions. Just because someone's religious belief or religious text states that one thing is a sin doesn't make Mm. their reasoning more valid than somebody who has no religion who simply doesn't agree with said thing for their own Mm. other reasons that may not Mm. necessarily be prejudices they just have thought about it and they're like oh you know what I personally don't want my child doing x or seeing y or whatever it may be Mm. outside of this particular march um because Essentially, when I was saying, yeah, there is an agenda, I'm not even talking about the fact that there seems to be a hyper exposure of um, not necessarily the LGBTQ community, but maybe more so like gender, gender identity and that, yeah, yeah, more yeah. that conversation. But mm. um, realistically, the, the agenda is more so that governments are trying to take away or are taking away power of eternity of eternity. Jesus Christ. Power of attorney, I believe, is the expression mm-hmm. that parents have over their children. Mm. There's more and more things that actually are being given up to the state to decide about your kids, whether it be here or in America. Mm. There's, there's stuff about um, if if in schools there's a there's a law being passed right now in America where in schools if a child is is um, displaying reason that they may want to transition their gender mm. that, that they can do so which is absolutely absurd outside of the uh the, the you know what i mean the where the parent has no control over that they they cannot mm. they cannot they're not a part of that process so if a child and children go through many phases i as a child used to wear my mom's clothes from time to time I never wanted to be a woman. 
But I loved my mum so much mm. that sometimes mm. I wanted to emulate things that she did. She obviously, as a woman, she used to um, shave her or uh, I don't know what you do, maybe pluck. We, I don't, shape, we shape our brows. She used to shape her brows. I yes. didn't know my mum shaped her brows. I just mm. said, my mum's brows are peng. I want brows mm. like that. Man took a razor mm. shaved off his brow. Whole thing gone. I was just trying, not knowing obviously how much. Is it. The thing was gone. I had one brow. I was like, oh, sick. Then what did my mum have? I think she went to the hairdressers one time and did she keep some of her hair? I can't remember why there was hair. But basically I put on one of her hats and then I shoved some of her hair out so it came down. Basically, oh, I had to wear cute. her hair. And I was like, Mom, yeah. look, 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 look. We were laughing about mm-hmm. it. And then she mm-hmm. put her makeup on and drew a moustache on herself because it was mm-hmm. banter. If mm-hmm. I had taken that to school and they were like, so how do you feel about this? Let's have a conversation. Yeah, 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 why are you dressing yeah, 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 like your yeah, yeah. mum? Why are you just I'm saying like, your mum? My mum is one of my superheroes. I'm, it's if you banter. say, oh, I want to be, be like my mum. Yeah. Oh, really? How much do you want to be like your mum? Well, Tell me more. I mean, she's got sick eyebrows mm. and, and she does this and modeling like her hair. thing. Yeah like, I, yeah. like I love her like she's my mum. Like, mm. And she draws and I draw. So mm. I, I want to be like my mum loads. How much more do you want to be like your mum? What do you mean? You know what I mean? And now you're having a conversation about things you didn't even consider. And now, that you're, now that you're considering it, of course mm. it's going to start to play on your mind because you didn't consider... It's, ju- it's mm. a very, very dark path to start involving... One, involving children in adult things. Because I think, I personally think the concept of gender is an adult one, even though you do it, you do let people know what they are. <laughs> but the concept of why people start to understand their gender identity is usually based on their sexual preference or their sexual identity. Okay, let me go back. Let me let me let me let me ask you then. When did you first realize you were a boy? When did I first realize I was a boy? When did you first acknowledge that? Oh, actually, I'm a boy. As opposed to being a girl. No, just yeah. Like when did you notice? Oh, I'm not like her. I'm a him. Consciously. It would have been quite young, to be fair. Because I had female relatives as well. Mm. And they were all pretty. And they all had long hair. Mm. And uh, and their voices were different. Mm. <laughs> and they were into different stuff. Mm. And they smelt different. They all smelt like hair products. I mean, yeah, and they do. smelt like cocoa bar. Well, I smelt like Vaseline. Do you have anyone in the LGBTQ community that's knowingly in the LGBTQ, openly in the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community? Is what I'm trying to say. In your family? In my family, no. Okay. No. I don't either. Openly. Because you never know, right? Um, so I wasn't, I've never really been, in terms of like family level, like at that age, young, people, your primary socialization, I've not really been close to anyone mm. from the LGBTQ community or transgender. That didn't happen to me until I was in my 20s. And I'm talking like way after uni. Um, because back then, people weren't open about that stuff so you would never know mm. i didn't re- i didn't acknowledge that i was a girl until i started wearing a bra 
And I started wearing a bra quite young, guys. Oh, wow. Shock! Horror! Um, started wearing a bra when I was around 10, 11. And then around that time, I also started, I became a woman. Mm. I started getting that womanly visitor. That was the first time that I acknowledged or that I became aware that I was a woman. And it wasn't the easiest of experiences because I was so young. My family was so scared. My mom was so scared that something was wrong with me. Um, that I, They took me to the doctors, my mm-hmm. GP. And my GP had to do like checks and stuff to make sure that why is she already like having a period and stuff. And then, yeah, that was an ordeal, which at the time they were doing their best. But now, yeah, yeah. If, I, if I won't say the story because some people will be like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. But back then they were doing their best and there was nothing wrong with it. But if the parent did that to their child now, it might be an issue. That's why I'm not going to say what this, what happened. But that was when I realised that, oh, I'm a I'm a woman. I was told I was a woman, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't yeah. have a epiphany. I didn't become aware because I saw someone's penis or something. Nothing like nah. that. It wasn't like, oh, you got that, I got that. Why is that? None of that happened. I think, I think it was I started, that, you know? I started my period around mm-hmm. 10, 11 years old. And I was told, yeah, you are you now are. a woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. are a woman. So I had no opportunity to question it. But I just was like, I'm a woman. I like to cook. I like to clean. And again, the typ- mm-hmm, stereotypical mm-hmm. stuff. I like to clean. I like to play with my dollies. I like to play with my Barbie. I like to do hair. I used to love doing hair. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm I surprised couldn't think of anything I'm worse s- back in the day. I'm surprised I didn't make that a side hustle. Because I, listen, I can do it all. Braids, weaves, everything. Because I was practicing like crazy. My poor little sister was my guinea pig. And I had this like doll head as well. My mum bought me a doll head because I was obsessed with doing hair. Mm. And I'd like practice doing braids and everything on it. So, um, yeah, I used to just love that stuff. So for me, it was like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a girl. Mm. Um, I reckon before that, if anyone had asked me questions and they had asked me, how do you refer to yourself, for example, I would have been saying, I don't know, I, they. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, they'll be telling me, you don't refer they? to yourself as she or yeah. her. Like, let's, let's dig into that. Yeah. Somebody probably would have been able to imprint on me as to whether or not I am a gender or not. Now, I say all of that to say, and I know it's quite personal because people have different experiences, but what I'm saying is, I don't think children actually have a moment in life where they realise that they're what they are. Or the same moment anyway, yeah. I think... What happens is we learn about our body Mm. and that's it. And then whatever we're told about our body is what we grow up to believe. Mm -hmm. So like that moment when a boy might be like, oh, how comes, or a girl might be like, how come he's got a thing that sticks out and I don't? Is the moment when the parent or whoever will be like, "Yeah, that's because that's a girl and that's a boy." Yeah, it's, literally when you was, and when then you that's said, all you learn. Yeah, yeah and that's what you learn. That's what I was realizing. Yeah, I was thinking, you and know then what? the moment it's not my cousin. It's what I'm. It's, it's, it's my what mom I'm told. And my dad. No, it's my. Yeah, it's yeah, what they told. Yes, yeah, it's, it's what, what they told, told me. My oh, mum and dad. Yeah, my mm-hmm. family. As in, so my mum and dad are not together anymore, right? But before they separated. It's all coming back. That's why you was talking. I was like, oh, snap. It's not my it's female cousin. It's coming to me. Yeah. My mum and dad and my household, Shea, original household, mm-hmm. Lord have mercy, that was a naked house. Everybody naked. All the three of us. Always naked. So It's the, it's the best. So free. I actually learned <laughs> female anatomy as an exterior and yeah. male anatomy exterior mm. immediately. 
And okay. I and I was like, Dad and me, same, same way. We're the same. Mom, oh, she got the titties. Different. Yeah. <laughs> she got the she titties. She got the breasts. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, there was no, there was no confusion mm. over where I was similar and where mm. I was different. Mm. And that was from early. Now that I'm and this is what it. I'm, yeah. yeah, and this is what I'm saying. So I'm what I'm saying is I, I believe, and again, it's based on personal experience and from talking to people like yourself and friends and stuff. I believe that gender is assigned based on what you tell the child. I don't think children actually know what gender mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. We go by what we've been told, and children are extremely impressionable. Yeah. So, like I said. Prior to wearing a bra and having a period, I was just dummy. That's it. Mm. When they told me women wear bras, girls wear bras, girls have period, that's when I was like, oh, I'm a girl. Mm. I don't actually remember a point where before that I was like, oh, I think I'm a girl. I don't, I think I'm, there was no, I think, I think I was just, my name is dummy, I'm dummy, period. Mm. You understand me? Yeah. So, I say I'm saying all of that to say that it's dangerous when we start planting ideas yeah. in a blank because children are blank canvases, blank like canvas and inquisitive, legit and very inquisitive, hell. and we teach them everything they know about themselves, about the world, about other people. So if we're teaching them that you might not be this, you might be that, it's so dangerous. Mm, it's mm. so dangerous. It's so man. dangerous. I agree. If if even if the, okay adolescence when I was a teenager when them hormones are raging and you don't understand yourself again that's a dangerous volatile time to start teaching people and sowing seeds and you know whatever when I was a teenager I knew I was a girl obviously mm-hmm. I liked boys I thought some girls were pretty but I liked boys when it came to who's your crush it was a boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just went along with it, but it was, everyone knows that your adolescent years, especially your younger adolescent years, when you're just coming into puberty, it's so hard. And bear in mind, I started puberty early. I started puberty from like 11 because my period came in early. No one else around me was having periods at that time. Like none of my friends in school was having periods. So I I was dealing with it from a lot of earlier age. I I went into So it was hard. Adolescence is hard. You're figuring out who you are. And I'll be very honest, even now in my 30s, I'm still figuring out who I am. I don't, you know what I mean? It doesn't stop. But what I, I just think when you're younger and you've got no idea of what of what the world is, you only know your bubble because that's all your, you've got access to. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important that we tread the line very carefully between making them aware of what's out there so that they're aware and imprinting or yeah imprinting mm-hmm. our own mm-hmm. views and beliefs and what we interpret things to be yeah. because it's very easy for me to be like oh my daughter plays with boys toys hangs out with boys all the time likes to wear trousers only and then for me to now my own interpretation start to tell her oh maybe you feel like you're meant to be a boy yeah when simply she's or a girl maybe you likes. feel like or maybe she's just a girl that likes to wear trousers yeah do you know what I mean? That can so, also exist. Yeah, so I think it's very dangerous for anyone to allow children to make such a big decision. If when 
well, by the grace of God, I am graced with a child of my own. I have a child who doesn't understand their identity and isn't sure. I think the best thing that I could do for them is to let them explore. Of course. And when they get to a certain age where they're like, no, I'm sure that I'm sure that I'm sure that this is what I am, then cool. That is what it is. Mm. I think we're moving, we're in a society now where we're letting children and young people who have no clue make decisions at an age that's going to impact them for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. I saw something on um, the socials. It was an interview with a transgender woman who is trying to de- transition yeah, yeah, yeah. back into a man but she's gone so far in her surgery that she will never be what she was beforehand um so she was talking about how like she's had the reconstructive surgery mm-hmm. more than once because once they do it once they invert the, the penis and make it into a vagina you have to be like quinting all the time basically because what happens is the body naturally wants to seal it back up because it's not natural for you to have a hole there. Mm. So she's had a lot of problems with that hole, with it like closing up, no matter what she's tried to do, it just closes yeah, back yeah, up naturally yeah. because biologically she's not a woman, she's a man and her body's trying to get her back to that state. Things like, um, there was another story of a of a man, sorry, a transgender man who is trying to detransition back into a woman. They've had all their ovaries taken out, everything. And they're like, well, now, first of all, I can never have sex anyway properly because I'd no longer have a vagina. Mm-hmm. And if they were to make me a vagina, it would be a fake one. So, and there's issues with that surgery anyway, which transgender women would be aware of, mm-hmm. right? And then on top of that, if I wanted to have kids and stuff, I can never do that again. Like my life has changed all because when I was 14, 15, I felt a type of way. I felt a type of way and I didn't understand my identity and I didn't feel like myself in my own skin, but I didn't realise that that's normal for a teenager going through PPE. Mm, mm. Um, and I was allowed to do all this surgery and she was saying how, sorry, he was saying how it was too easy. It was way too easy for the sign-off for him to have that surgery, yeah. for him to become the transgender man that he is. And now... Even no matter how much he wanted to, he can never get back what he was, which is what he believes he was supposed to be all along. Mm, mm-hmm. And it made me think, yeah, I have absolutely no qualms with people taking that step and saying, I think that I'm X and I want to be X because everyone has the right to be what they want to be, right? As long as it's not discriminatory, it's not harmful to others, and etc. You know, which is subjective. You can, you, no, I mean, there's clear stuff like murder, murderer, rapist, that all that stuff. Ah, okay. You can be what you want, just don't be something that is harmful to others. Wait. Fine, it's your business, cool. But I think that the testing around it to make sure that you're sure needs to be so much more rigorous and more thorough. It can't just be handed out like they're handing out free condoms. At a sexual health clinic, it needs to be. Do you know what I mean? Like it needs to be. I mean, part of and me that's feels what's, like it's not that's a what's place scary. For kids, it's it's a tricky but one. But that's what's that's what's scary for the kids because if they're letting people do things like this person, the transgender man that's trying to detransition, they said that they started their process from when they were as young as thirteen, fourteen. Mm. 
that's crazy to me because you yeah, me don't too. know anything at that age. Like you don't know anything at that age. Um, yeah. It's tricky it's, because, because I've, obviously so I've, hard. Never, I've never felt the feelings that, you know what I mean? That anyone who Nah, I never doubted what I was. I just accepted it for what it was. And I was That's like, yeah, I mean. that was. So, so I don't yeah, want it to I, sound I, I, like I'm um, trying to be oppressive to people's um, feelings and, mm. how, and how they navigate through life. But just, mm. from a, just from a, I don't know, like a logical standpoint, it just does not sound most sensible to allow people in the biggest transitional period of their life to also be making things happen that have such a level of permanency on on their physical being i just think that no you know what i agree with you i also do think that no matter your age a decision like that no matter how old you are Mm. a decision like that is so big, it's so mm. life-changing, it's irreversible. That's what people don't understand. It cannot be reversed. Mm. So it's such a big decision that at any age, it's not a decision that should be taken lightly. It's not a decision that should just be handed out, that it shouldn't be so easy for you to make that sort of a decision. Um. So, and that's that, no matter mm. what age mm. you are no matter what age you are. And I understand that right now in life, everyone's trying to be so inclusive. And that's why I said that this whole trying to be inclusive thing. Yeah, it's impossible. To an ex- it's impossible. After, it's not possible. And someone is going to lose, whether it be the person that made a change at a stage in life where they were, co- where they didn't know. Let's put it this way. It's, it doesn't even have to be about sexuality. It could be I decided to, I don't know, drive a car this day Mm -hmm. to this location. And I didn't know what was going to meet me at the location. And let's say I get into a car accident on my way there. I had no clue. At the time, I thought right the right thing for me to do right now is to get in a car and drive to that location and have that car accident. And now the result of that car accident cannot be reversed. Mm -hmm. That is the nature of life, isn't it? You can make a decision today and then in X amount of years time, regret the decision that you made today right now because mm-hmm. you just don't know what the future is going to hold. Mm-hmm. And that's with everything. But when it's when when you start making changes that you like, I, don't, I hope I'm making sense. Like for me to be like, yeah, you can cut off my titties and you can take out my ovaries so I won't be able to have kids one day. Mm-hmm. So that I can become a man. That is such a big decision, no matter the age. So there should be protection over children. They should make it harder for children, but they should make it harder, period, for that. It needs to be like, you know that you know that you know that you know that you know. Mm. But then my thinking is, how do you know that you know that you know that you know? And and again, there's some some level of ignorance here because I've never been someone. I might have Mm. questioned my sexuality a little bit here and there in the past, but my gender my identity i've never ever like mm-hmm. really questioned it ever ever so there is some ignorance there but i just think that the decision is so like big that it, they need to make it difficult for you to go through with the whole thing yeah especially when you start bringing surgery into it 
And just to go back on your point about taking the parents right away to make decisions over their child, I think there should be some state intervention with the decisions around... Sorry, Toby saw someone and he's trying to protect me. It's okay, baby. I do think there should be some state intervention when it comes to decisions around the child mm-hmm. and what parents decide. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because there are parents that have very discriminatory views. I'm not talking about re- just, re- even re- even within religion. Mm-hmm. Hateful, discriminatory, you know, dangerous belief systems and practices. Mm-hmm. And if they, if, if they are not policed, if they are not, um, if there is no state intervention in those in those scenarios, we end up in a world where there's a lot more hate, racism, um, discrimination of mm-hmm, any t- mm-hmm. other types it, there. You know, like, yeah, yeah. I think that there needs to be some state intervention when it comes to par- um, p- parenting for that reason. But I don't think it needs to be the level it is today, whereby it's like parents don't have pretty much don't have any control over their mm. child anymore. That's the danger. I'm just going to put my thing on charge for one sec. I know it. Yeah. Yeah, my my thoughts, um, my thoughts with regards to the state and with regards to, to children going through with this type of, um, going through this process. Gender reassignment. Yeah. I definitely in terms of identity, I think people should be allowed to identify however they feel. But I think mm. actual gender reassignment surgery shouldn't mm. be able to happen until they're an adult. For this for the same reason that you've stated, but mm. on on the opposite. Just the same way um that some parents might have restrictive um beliefs that are harmful. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Eventually mm-hmm, you end mm-hmm, up in this mm-hmm. in a future where where parents may have the complete opposite and maybe encouraging mm. and mm. if the state is able to act on these uh you know these minors which they will be then it doesn't matter which which reality you have you're still gonna yeah, end both up with, are harmful yeah yeah i think when you're an adult you can make whatever decisions you want and you are responsible yeah, then, for your yeah, decisions be, yeah be it on your head yeah 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 that's true but no i 100 i 100 yeah. percent agree i, I only expressed one no 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 i get it example yeah, yeah, yeah. it just made me think it just made me think having a harmful toxic parent p- parenting but yeah the flip side is you could have a pet like i saw on tiktok this girl she posted a like a video with her child her baby it's a baby yeah it's not even I've, a toddler I've, and she was like going forward um my child is gay yeah yeah and I was like, wait a second, this baby doesn't even understand what you're talking about. And you're going around telling people that the child is gay. So you're she's gonna want to raise my child as a gay child. And I I was like, her argument was parents raise their kids as a straight child. I was like, I don't think so. I think people would just raise their kids as kids. Mm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like you just raise your kid as a kid. Simple. Obviously, there are some people that are very, you know, and I'm coming from an African household whereby mm-hmm. They don't even acknowledge LGBTQ. It's not even something in their peripheral. Mm. So if you, if to them, if you, if you, if if that is your reality, you went out and 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 sought it 
because we didn't teach you from home. From uh, if you're a boy, straight away your wife is gonna S Y Z. If you're a woman, mm-hmm, your husband mm-hmm. is. Th- there's no. There's no like room for interpretation. Yeah, that yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. be so. There's none of that. It's this is what it is. Period. Right. So coming from that kind of home, yeah, fair enough. They teach you that you're straight. Fair enough. It's part of the culture. That's because back in Africa. Be it on your head if you are part of the LGBTQ community because it's illegal still in a lot of countries. It's mm. illegal. Mm. Um, but to be honest, even coming from that sort of family whereby it's like, it's the norm is this and if you stray beyond that, it's you that went to find it. We didn't teach you that here. Again, there was never, oh, Dami, you are a girl and so therefore you X, Y, Z. Other than it was more to do with my hierarchy in the family. You're an eldest and you're a sister. Mm-hmm. So your responsibility is to help out sometimes when, like look after your siblings when we go out sometimes or help your mum cook and clean and stuff. It was more to do with that, which you can argue is an assignment of gender in of itself. But they would never sat me down and said, listen, oh girl, you are a girl. You're not allowed to change. You have to be a woman. You have to X, Y. It was never like that. Mm-hmm, it was just mm-hmm, your dummy. And in our family, you're the eldest and you're a daughter and you're an eldest sister. And as the eldest in the family, you have responsibility and these are your responsibilities. And I just lived my life that way. So I just think that, um, going back to what I said before, that when it comes to kids, just raise the kids, let them be what they want to be, but let them put that on themselves. And my worry is that um, right now, everyone is so, we interpret everything Everyone is analyzing and interpreting mm, everything. Mm, mm. So I might be teaching my child that they are A when that's not really what the child is. It's because I've understood it to be this and that's what I'm assigning them to. Mm. So especially when it comes to sexuality, there's a difference between being bisexual, as in you're actually bisexual, and being asexual mm-hmm. or being sexually... um. Uh, being by curious is different oh, to actually say, being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So, but if you don't truly understand the definitions behind those words, you could be assigning that identity to someone yeah. based on your own understanding, and that might not even be what they are. Yeah, one of my one of my so, bros. Yeah, one of my bros. If he was a child now, acting the way he acts now, mm-hmm. I don't know what would be done to him. So he had a phase, I call it a phase because he never took any action, but he's had a phase mm. where he was bi-curious. He kept saying, oh yeah, I'm, I, I'm bi, I'm bi. And I was like, bruv, mm. you've not done anything with anyone. So I'm not going to accept that until you present me with somebody. Be- mm-hmm. Only because of our relationship and how I mm-hmm, saw it. Mm-hmm, so I was like, mm-hmm. cool, whatever, but you ain't showed me no one. So you're curious until you do something with, so- do something with someone. Anyway, mm. he, he, um, he's very expressive. And so I think my most like deviant part of my adolescence was with him. We used to proper like we lent into like the whole kind of goth emo-y kind of look. Grew out mm-hmm. our nails, used to paint our uh, <laughs> thumbnail and pinky black. I remember you know? when guys used to. I remember guys used to do that. Black nails, long mm. the, the whole metal chain on the jeans, jeans ripping up all over the floor. That was me mm. and him. We were like, yeah, gang. Um, and then I was like, mm, I'm not feeling that look anymore. Cool. And then I felt mm. more into just a standard 
black gangster look, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. But, I don't um, even think you've got the standard black gangster look. What, I mean, okay, I'm, I'm, be- I'm better than that, but you know, I don't, I don't want to put any brothers down. We we in it together. So, whereas him, he kind of, I mean, gone through many different phases, but he will wear like a kimono, a skirt, a da 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 da, but still be mm-hmm. dating women, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, and I say all of that because I'm like, okay, cool. If you're just, if this guy was doing this at a younger age and you're mm-hmm. just taking him for face value based on one, the things he's saying, oh, I'm bi-curious, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And two, mm-hmm. the things he's doing, oh, I can wear like fluid clothing. I can wear whatever I want. However I feel on any particular day, that's how I'm going to dress. Yeah. You may assign him something else. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this guy is a guy. Mm-hmm. And, and he just does what he does. And mm. it's like that's that is the reality of what it is i don't even think there's a descriptor available based on the current wordings what for is there? what yeah. my guy for is what he, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but he is there so this is the problem with trying to create these identities and create these um isms is that you're still mm. shoehorning people into things of structure into a box and some yeah. things have no structure i would personally That's say right. my bro has no structure he just exists mm. everybody who knows him knows this is what it is and that's it mm. like it, that literally is it yeah yeah yeah. and this is what i mean this is why i'm saying that with children in, in particular if we allow other people or parents or teachers or whatever whoever to assign a identity to them that identity that's been assigned is based on their interpretation of what they think that identity exactly. is and 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 it becomes sticky and that means it's going to be a never-ending cycle of people trying to define an identity rather than just saying listen my name is bloom and that's it yeah it's bloom do you know what i'm saying what I, am. I am boom i am what i am this is how i live my life period mm. that's what it should be um it's become so convoluted and it's so dangerous now i feel and this is people's lives. Mm, mm. But to conclude, from my end, I do think that the mum, Miss Izzy Montagu, is in within her rights to say that I don't want my child to be involved in X, Y, Z. She is within her rights to do that. Doesn't mean that she's hateful. Doesn't mean that she's discriminatory. Doesn't mean that she's ostracizing anyone. It just means that she's not comfortable with her four-year-old being involved in that activity. And she's within her rights to do that. He, The child's going to learn about it anyway, whether it lear- whether the yeah, child exactly. learns from her yeah. or the child learns from school or whatever, the child is going to learn. But she's within her rights to say, I don't want my child to be involved in that thing. I do think that the state should have some involvement in decisions made around children because I do think that in the rose-tinted world, yes, all parents are not, discriminatory are not this are not that don't mm-hmm. have hateful a hateful bone in their body but unfortunately that's not the case if the state didn't get involved we would see so much more i believe we would see so much more like racial attacks on kids and stuff like that because there's people that are racist that teach their kids that there's people that have discriminatory discriminatory views and they teach their kids that from home mm-hmm. so it's important that the state gets involved to ensure that that doesn't happen as much as they can but at the same time, within the same vein, children are children. They are blank canvases. They have no freaking idea. They're not conscious of the things that adult people are conscious of. They're not mm, thinking mm. about the things that adult people are thinking of. Let the children be children. When they're older, 
and they're an adult and they're able to make certain decisions. If they choose to do what they want, let them do what they want. And by the way, I'm not just saying this because of LGBTQ. I feel mm. the same way about things like education. What A 16-year-old has no business deciding what subjects they're going to take for the rest of their life to determine what they're going to do for the rest of their life because they have no clue. I didn't know what I wanted to do mm, in my mm. life till, till around 30. But by that point, I've already acquired two degrees. I've done my A-levels and done my GCSEs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think we need to stop giving children the right... not. Children have the right to make decisions for themselves. Don't get me wrong. But there's certain decisions that they shouldn't make because it's actually going to be detrimental to them in the future because yeah. they actually mm-hmm. don't know yet. And we need to give them the opportunity to come into themselves before they make those decisions. That's what I think. Yeah, I agree. All right. So every week we like to shout out a new subscriber or mm. someone that's shown us some love by leaving a comment or whatever. So this week I would like to shout out Taryn Bell. Boop, 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 boop. Thank you so much for supporting the 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 gang. The gang, the podcast. She made a comment on one of our videos and she was like, How are you how do you guys have such a low subscriber count? That's perplexing. Sis, it's perplexing to us too. But thank you so much for like acknowledging the hard work and the effort that we put into our episodes every single week. So wanted to show you love the same way that you showed us love. If you would like to get a shout out like Miss Taryn Bell, uh-huh. it's so easy. All you got to do is subscribe, Boom. first of all. Secondly, you can leave a comment and like this video. And you know what? How about you just start sharing our podcast to other people? Mm. How about that? If you're listening on the listening platforms, please give us a four to five star rating if you enjoyed this episode. And also, likewise, please share this. Put it in the group chat. Tell your family about it. Tell your friends about it. Mm-hmm. Your cousins about it. Mm-hmm. Your colleagues about it. Mm-hmm. Just share it. Just share it. Do the thing. Because the... Do the thing because the listening, the the podcast on the other platforms goes far based on how many listens we get and the rating you give us. And then again on YouTube, it goes by the subscriber count and the likes. And the likes also lets us know what sort of topics you would like us to talk about more. Bang free. So bang. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you have any thoughts that you want to share on the things that we discussed, don't forget to leave them in the comment section. And, you know, until next time, keep on picking. Peace. Peace.